Minutia Man is up next. But first, take a listen to this other great Opie show. Hey, this is Tony Lasano with Nude Hippo, the podcast. And this week, I have a special guest. Her name is? Amy Records Landa. <laughs> it's not Records. <laughs> records is not your middle name. <laughs> and we'll talk about the season finale of? Transparent on Amazon Prime. And the next edition of Nude Hippo, the podcast. I am not nude, though. We don't know. <laughs> nude Hippo, the podcast. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. No, I like Lasano. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opai show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Welcome to another episode of Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. 151, right? Uh, yeah, we 151 shows. That's crazy time. Um, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, that's true. And we have we have all the with this whole house set up properly today. We've got the phone taken out of here so uh-huh. it doesn't ring. Uh-huh. My son Tommy is downstairs with uh, the dog, uh-huh. so they do not interfere with the show. Uh, um, Tommy, by the way, was part of the uh, world's first cookie draft last night. Have I ever explained this to you? No. So my my sons are gluttons, but they're <laughs> but they're cookie gluttons in particular. Okay. Like, uh, every time I go shopping, I'll buy some cookies. They're not buy... scholastic gluttons. No. Okay. No. And, you know, and they're they each of them weigh like eight pounds, right? right. right? So they're not fat, right? Like their dad, <laughs> but they will be someday if they keep us up. But anyway, Mr. The, Metabolism doesn't last forever, kids. The point is, it gets it. It's out of hand that you 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 walk in the door, you turn around, and the entire bag of cookies right. is gone. Right. Yeah, sure. So we instituted a cookie draft, and so we got we be, instituted it. Well, was it you that instituted the cookie draft? Actually, to be totally fair, it was Bridget. Okay, all right. Uh, it was a giant platter of cookies, okay. which I get all the time, and I I get to have about none of them, right? Sure, ever. Yeah. So I just said, you know, let's just eliminate the middleman, and we'll have a cookie draft. And each of the boys got to pick. You know, we went up and down the line. Okay. Tommy, Johnny, Sean. Tommy, Johnny. Did you Sean. do it a snake draft or a? Ah, uh, yes, we did. Okay, all right, yes. good. Because you yes. okay, all it right. went up and down, up okay. and down, up right. and down, right. until all the cookies were gone. They got their little baggies. They got to keep the baggies in their in their uh, rooms. They're what twenty four, twenty two, and what are their ages? Uh, well, actually, twenty three, uh, twenty one, and seventeen, basically. Yeah, Sean turned seventeen today. It's his yeah. birthday. Happy, Happy birthday! Happy birthday, Sean. So, so what's the bit? Who, who had the? What was the chocolate chips first? What was the? So the yeah the the brownie chocolate chip ones went first. Okay. Uh, then the chocolate chip, then the M and M's. Okay. The M and M cookies. Oh, I like the M and M ones. Yeah. Were they trading? Like Johnny, I'll give you two no. two number no, no. fours for a. No, no, okay. absolutely not. Right. So that's a, that's a, my tip to you if you are in a home with gluttons. Do a draft. The draft always works. It always works with guys. Yeah, right. right. I guess. What do you do with girls? Yeah. Well, girls would never be gluttons. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's nothing to worry about. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> We've got a great show, Rick, coming. I'm up. excited. If you're a glutton for entertainment, this is this is Buckle where up. Gonna, this is where you're gonna be. We've got a couple of interviews today. We do. Yeah. I know of one. Uh we've got um the mind the gap lady. Yes, that's the one. Very excited that we'll be speaking to the woman in the London Underground who, who says, says Mind the Gap or Mind the Gap Piccadilly Circus next stop. Mind the Gap. Uh, Emma Clark, she'll be uh, uh, spending time with us. And then also, in a few minutes, 
we're going to get a politician on the air as well. Really? Yeah. Okay. But I, you know what? I'm not going to tell you. All right. You know why? Because I'm going to start the story. Rick, I got a story right in my backyard. Really? Okay. Right. You just, you know, as I'm scouring for show prep, yes. you know, our, sh- our, our stories are worldwide, right? Yes. This one, again, my backyard, and I know the guy who's yeah. in the story. Okay. Let okay. me set it up for you. Headline out of Chicago, pigeon poops on head of lawmaker <laughs> discussing, discussing the pigeon poop problem. A pigeon apparently didn't think much of Representative Jamie Andrade, uh, his ideas to address the poop problem at the Irving Park Blue Line because the pigeon decided to relieve himself right on Jamie's head during an interview with Channel 2. Which proves Jamie correct. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. And unbelievably, we've got Jamie on the line. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Rick and Dave. How you guys doing? (laughs) So so we set the stage here. You've got Channel 2. Uh, coming in because you had done a story what about six weeks earlier needing to clean up wanting to clean up the 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 problem the the pigeon problem uh, on the pavement at the blue line and then you came back for a follow-up story correct very close very close because uh, I don't want I don't want my my other constituent Derek to, to not to be left out okay he so uh, there was a I, there was a story about about the the pigeon lady who came who cursed me out at one o'clock in the morning uh, while I was while I was on Facebook Live, but we did do a what happened was one constituents Derek he he did a story of they they approached him uh, he approached the news and what happens is saying look I got to walk through this he said another word but we'll just uh, oh you could say it yeah. you could say yeah. whatever you want. Okay, yeah, shit. And he says, you know, I got, I got to take it, I got to take it, you know, back, back home to the, you know, my dogs have to, uh, you know, they'll go and lick my, the, the shoes, yeah. and, and and it's just, it's just a problem. And so, so what happened was, he he went on Facebook again and says, again, nothing has been done, uh, or there, and then people on Facebook are like. Well, you know, you should reach out to Jamie. He goes, listen, I talked to Jamie. He's a nice guy, but, you know, I still got all this stuff on the ground. It's just terrible. So so then that's what, that's where the, a reporter reached out and said, can you do an interview? I said, but she goes, please. I said, okay, all right. We'll, we'll do it. We'll do the, the interview on that. And so unfortunately, that's what happened. Right when we're doing the interview, you get okay. shit on. I get shit on. I mean, it's just like I was like, it's crazy, you know. Yeah, I just, I mean, it's. Uh, but this, like I said, this is what. Yeah, you know, I, I still go to school at the ball, so I sometimes take the blue line down. But it's all the time. You just you know, it's yeah, it's it's just oh, it's, it's crazy. No, it's it's terrible. It's crazy. I mean, it's. Let me tell you a, a, a funny story, but. You know, I said, listen, we got to start cleaning this up. It's, this stuff has never been cleaned up. Uh, and so in an agency, I said, listen, I got to get behind these wrought iron fences. Dave knows what they're at. Uh-huh. Like, well, that, you know, that's our, he goes, well, we can't power wash you. We can't do that. I said, here, listen, you guys don't understand. I said, I'm old school. I said, either you let me back there or I'm just going to cut 
the locks with the bolt. Oh, yeah, right. Bolt cutter. Mm-hmm. I said, because... Hey, what are you going to do? Arrest me? I said, yeah, what are you gonna, Report me ahead. to the to your right, representative. Right. You yeah, can't. Said, Jamie fucking Andrade, <laughs> goddammit. I said, that doesn't. I said, what do you do? Arrest me, please. I said, make me a martyr. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. Make me a martyr that I'm arrested because I'm cleaning back here. And they're like, oh. so they, they sent someone out there and they, they send me, and I get a an email. It says, sorry, but we just don't think it's workable there's no way that you can power wash behind the, the wrought iron fences because it's gravel uh-huh. and so i call the guy from the governor's office who's a liaison uh actually built a relationship before the previous governor governor Rona, and i said to him read are you you know a couple of more exclusives are you kidding I said, did the guy get even out of his car? I said, I sent him a picture. I said, gravel. I said, that's not gravel. That's 50 years of pigeon shit that turned into rocks. <laughs> it's I a, said, you, it's I an said, artifact. You, yeah, I said, are you kidding me? I said, get out of the car. I said, that's just, I said, oh my God, you guys are driving me crazy. I said, well, I, I can't, I cannot believe that. I said, Where's this engineer from? I said, it's not gravel. That's business shit. Oh, That's how long it's been. Uh, I mean, it was crazy. The guy had actually, when they first fruits and sanitation came and cleaned it, the guy goes, I can't power wash this. He goes, I have to actually shovel this shit out of here. Uh, he says, I got, let me, sh- I'm going to have to literally shovel it and yeah. then we'll power wash it. Cause it's just, he goes, I can't believe it. It, was, it literally had to be, had to be almost at least almost close to a foot deep. Because oh. no one's ever gone. No oh. one's gone back there. Oh. A foot deep of pigeon uh. shit. <laughs> no one's. No one's ever gone behind there and cleaned it. And it was just. Crazy. Oh. Uh. Uh. Well, you're uh, painting a picture with your words. <laughs> yes, you really exactly. are. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm well. telling you, it was just. It was. It was ludicrous. It was and ludicrous. And just. So I said, "Listen, guys, I don't care what you say. I'm, the lock's coming off. I'm power washing. This streets and sand is going to be out there." Uh, so Shirts and Sands came out. We, we cleaned it the first time. That was just horrendous. I mean, it was, it was uh, if Dave can picture this, but on, on the northern, on the southern east part is the entrance to the highway. And so what happens is there's like a slope there. Yeah. So the guy's power washing and going everything through there, to that, that section. And it's actually like a river of shit is just coming down. <laughs> it, was, it was just crazy. For our listeners but, that don't live in Chicago, come on to Chicago. It's a beautiful <laughs> city. Uh, you know, uh, well, that's, that's, that's another problem. I said, I said, and I said to the people, I said, don't you understand? It's not just Chicago residents. I said, every, every Cubs home game. Oh, I know. Yeah. Right, right. People get off of, people get off the Metro stop. Yeah. Right, the metro stop. I said, where do they go? They have to stand under, yeah. you know, the fly zone. I said, you know, they, they got to be under the drop zone. It's, it's not a bus stop. It's a drop right. zone. Uh, yeah. You know, I put on the clearance. Be careful. Don't stand here. You know, but I said, you know, it, it's because it's crazy. They can, so I'm saying it's not. I said, this is what people from the suburbs come and yeah. see. I said, this yeah. is horrendous. Yeah. Uh, but I'm telling you, I I've been working on this for the last like year and a half, two years. And I said, because I, I, I pick a project, you know, just back home to, to work on, like, the one before this was the the library. 
the, our, our library, library burned down. Yeah, the library. Our library burned down. And well, that's nice and all, but this is God's work. You're yeah, doing yeah, now. yeah, right, right. Reading, yeah, schmeeding. <laughs> all right, screw the books. I want my pigeon to uh, yeah, picture. The, what? Yeah, so, so we got that solved. You know, originally the city's like, "Oh, we're going to rehab." I was like, "Rehab? We don't want to rehab. We want a new library." It's been under years, so we, you know, with everyone's help, we got that. But so I'm trying to get funding. And I'm making, I'm trying to make deals in Springfield and that and some, you know, I'm like, but I need money to clean this. And they're like, well, I said, yes, I need to clean this up. I said, my constituents in, in Irving Park, this is a priority for them. I said, I know you don't think it's a priority, <laughs> but for them it is. You know what? Right? I'm solving the problem right here, Jamie. Me and my three kids were taking care of it this weekend. Okay? Yeah, yeah. Aaron, Julia, Lila, we're getting the shovels out and the gloves, yeah. and we're going to clean it up. And but thank you for all that you've done to, to help and, and the neighborhood. We really appreciate all you've done for our neighborhood. And uh, uh, keep fighting the good fight and, but, and but wear a cap yeah. wear a hat jamie when you're doing the interviews thanks for being on the I show was, i was even gonna kill the governor's bill that i was caring for him wait on this thing i, I told him that I, I, i'm sorry i didn't hear the so, way so i i was i was carrying a bill for governor rona oh because no one else no one else would carry a bill you know for him and i said i'll carry the bill it's the the codify do it and said, I said, I'm the chairman of cybersecurity. Give it to me. I'll do it because it died. I said, I'll get it done. Don't worry. And so I said, but I want to, I want to meet with the governor. And so the bill passes the house. Okay. Passes the house. And, and they said, okay, we want this to be the Senate sponsor. I said, absolutely not. It's going to be our spontaneous the Senate sponsor. If I give it to him, I lose control of the bill. I said, no. So I, I give it to Iris. The, the bill is going to come up in the Senate hearing. He's supposed to have a meeting on Tuesday with the governor and his, you know, his higher ups call and say, hey, what are you going to talk to him about? I said, pigeon shit. They're like, no, you're not. <laughs> I said, what? I said, yeah, I need funding. I said, if I'm not in his office today, I'm tabling the bill. Give me the pigeon bill. shit money <laughs> now. I was just like, I just want to talk to him about it. It, it. We don't have it at that point. But I said, listen, it's important to my community, so it's important to me. And so, and they're like, no, no, we'll get you in. And so I'm, I'm trying to describe to the governor. The governor's like, I said, man, if this was down south, all I could do is take a couple of shotguns and boom, they're gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, but, but, we're, but we're in Chicago. Yeah. I said, governor, I'm telling you, you have no idea. And so I'm showing to him, I said, the governor, just like this deep. And I got pictures. So I got staff taking pictures of and the governor is just laughing. I said, "Come on!" I said, "Oh, it's just going to cost two thousand. I said, two thousand, governor. What are you talking about? Two thousand? I said, "They're telling me it's going to cost millions." He said, "That's crazy." And he's he's like, "You know why it costs millions? It's the unions. The unions. Yeah. Said, no. <laughs> it's right. the pigeon cleanup right. shit yeah. union." Here we go. That's uh, <laughs> Teamster six twenty four. Dave. Keep working on uh, our other project on the potholes. We got to get, you know, we got that's another solution. We got to, yeah, up. don't uh, fuck with the potholes. Okay, that's my <laughs> livelihood. Do not <laughs> don't mess with the potholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm buddy. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot, yeah. man. Uh, thanks. Thanks, thanks for being a See you. Bye bye. Right, bye bye. That's the Chicago oh, yeah. way. Yeah, right. Exactly. So, again, if you, uh, let's say you're in Vietnam right now or Costa Rica where we're huge in, yeah. 
You get your plane right here to Chicago, <laughs> get off at O'Hare, go right to the Blue Line station, and it, you can see the pigeon. You the, can the, see the, a foot deep of <laughs> pigeon shit. So I have another uh, animal-related story for you. Okay. Animal stories. Uh, this is... Uh, it comes. This one is in Australia. Uh, I think we're only like 420 in Australia. Oh, well, that's well. Maybe this will help mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Thousands of dollars worth of bull semen has been destroyed after a cattle building exploded in fire early this morning. Imagine a, an explosion of bull semen. Of bull semen. Yeah. Emergency services were called to Yarram Herd Services in Gippsland, Victoria, about 3 a.m. 100 cryogenic cylinders containing cattle semen exploded in the blaze. Wow. Took 10 fire crews more than 10 hours to contain the fire at the building, which is a cattle breeding service. So uh, a lot of farmers have lost their semen stock in those buildings, and it's a very, very sad day. And you know who's the most upset of all of the people in this area? No. It's the uh, semen extractor guy. (laughs) Because you know he's his arm is in a sling right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. he's working his ass <laughs> off. <laughs> but you know this story actually made me look into this, and I'm gonna give you some, I'm gonna lay some science on you. All right. You ready? Um, I wanted to know how they how they extract semen the semen because right. you know what they don't have Pornhub. Well, this this is this is serious. I, I looked it up. The bulls are brought to a clinic outside of Sydney. Okay, and they're put into stalls. Okay, right. On the walls of the stalls are the latest centerfolds from Utterly Naughty magazine. Okay, that's not true. No, it's totally true. <laughs> no, it these is are, not true. These are cows in like super sexy, <laughs> unnatural places. Liar. Like, wow, that heifer must have been a gymnast. <laughs> Those are the bulls that are visual learners, mm-hmm. right? And then they've got the ones that, uh, for the non-visual bulls, they've got Barnhouse Forum <laughs> magazine. Okay. All I right. was in this stall, minding okay. my own business, Good. when yeah. these three lusty heifer go <laughs> right, exactly. hoofed at my door. <laughs> And and that's how they extract. I ordered a pizza, and the pizza delivery cow came, and, <laughs> and they give the bulls a cup, and they have to fill it. Yeah, okay, and that's uh, how it's done. Uh, uh, that's all I uh, So that, ladies and gentlemen, is science. You you have never had to do that, have you? Extract it? Well, you. I have extracted it. Well, no, but extract it regularly. But have you ever had to? produce semen for I, medis- I have, medical purposes i have been asked to do it and i have refused yeah. um, because i'm you know i'm squeamish well well i had to do it yeah and i know uh, have I told this yes, story? Yes, you have. All right. That that was the inspiration for <laughs> for my scientific description. I just remember being in that room, being done very quick, and going, "Well, I can't get out now. I got to wait a little bit." So I'm just going to stay here and watch a little. I really will read the magazine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I will really well, there's read a, the articles. Well, there's wow. a, there's an article about copper. It's a Q and A with PJ O'Rourke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> all right, 15 minutes got to go. All right, there you go. All hey, right. uh, we've got you know it is so easy it's it's easier to subscribe to our show than it is to extract bulls it's true Uh, all you got to do is you got to go on stitcher if you want apple podcasts yes you can subscribe there what potable uh iheart radio wherever wherever a great podcast can be found yeah and just uh subscribe to us and also go on the radiomisfits.com website because there are a lot of great other shows yeah. That you can check out as well. And you'll be hearing those promos throughout the show. 
Uh, and perhaps you will uh, decide to go and and uh, and listen to those shows too. All right, now we have another feature time. Time now for a collection of cub geekness. This is just one bad century with Rick and Dave. So I don't know if I've ever mentioned this to you, Dave, but I have written. And I've written a book. I've written a book about the cubs. About the cubs. <laughs> it's called. How are they doing? By every the cub. Okay, this is about the past. <laughs> We're talking about the every cub ever. Um, but actually, in a on a totally serious note. It's it's kind of been a sad week. There we've lost three uh, old time Cubs okay. this week uh, have passed away, and they're all in the book. Um, so I'd like to tell you a little bit about them. All right, sure. <clears throat> this week, Alex Grammis died. Grammis, G R A M M A S. All right. He uh, was born in 1926. Okay. And was a veteran glove man who backed up uh, Ken Hubbs, Andre Rogers, and Ron Santo in the 1962 and 1963 Cubs. After his playing career, he became a big league manager for the Pirates and the Brewers. He was in his 90s, and he okay. will be missed. All right. um, Tom Phoebus, or Phobus, I'm not sure how you pronounce his name, actually. He was on the 1972 Cubs. Uh, struggled with his control. The Cubs traded him to the Braves after the season for a career minor leaguer named Tony LaRussa. <laughs> Not sure what happened to that yeah. LaRussa kid, but uh, Tom Phoebus was, he was actually a great pitcher in the American League. He, he pitched in the World Series for the Baltimore Orioles. Mm-hmm. He threw a no hitter against the Red Sox with the Cubs. Not so great. How old was he? He was young. He was born in 42. Yeah. I'm not doing the math. If you can help me with the math, that'd be great. <laughs> the, 70, what was it? 50? Wait, 1942. Four, so that's uh, 71. That's yeah. not right. Wow, you're supposed to be a Wait, math guy. 50, oh, 77. Yes, that's correct. Uh, and the oldest living cub is, is no more. Charlie oh. Silvera was born in 1924. Uh, so he was 95 years old. Yeah. Uh, known as the Swede. He was a backup catcher in the big leagues for 10 years, mostly with the Yankees. Uh, and because he was a backup catcher during the Yogi Berra years, so he, never he got, right. virtually didn't play at all. He was in his 30s when he was traded to the Cubs, his last season in the big leagues. Played 26 games for the Cubs, hit 208. And, that, uh, and now he's no longer with us. Mm. So rest in peace. Charlie, Tom, and Alex. We still expect their families to purchase every cub ever. Well, it would be a great keepsake now. (laughs) It really would be. Everycubever.com. All right. We need to take a quick break. Manoush Men will be right back. All right, Adam, what uh, country are you from? I am from England. What is the best soccer league in the entire world? The English Premier League. What is your day job? Director of coaching for Illinois Youth Soccer. So if you were, say, a fan of English Premier League and you wanted to hear the, the opinions of someone who is from England, who knows a lot of soccer, what podcast would you tell people they need to listen to? Free Kicks with Adam and Rick. And that's on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Free Kicks, a Tony Lasano podcast, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. 
Hey, we're back with season two of And Friends. I'm Sam. I'm Tommy. And I'm Kimmy. We're going to be handing out $10,000 live on the show. So listen there on And Friends, an Opie show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It only moved to a better place. Offers listed on this promo are not viable. If you were not to, if you were not to win. Radiomisfits.com. And we're back. Uh, we have time for more. Uh, it's almost embarrassing no, how much entertainment we're giving these people. But let's let's do it. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So this is the part of this, uh, the show where Dave reaches his hand into the jar, pulls out a name of a celebrity, and I have to tell the story. Now, we have started doing this as a, a tease. So last week, Dave pulled the name of uh, Walter Payton. Walter Payton. All right. Uh, this week, I will tell that story. Now, what? To- who am I telling next week? David Lee Roth. Oh, that's a great one. <laughs> that may be my right. best story in the whole jar. Okay. All right. That's a great, uh, all right. right. There's a tease for you. Okay. All right. The Walter Payton story. Um, so Walter Payton uh, has been uh, feted. Do you say that uh, in Chicago here for the last year everyone's been talking about Walter because it's the 100th anniversary of the Bears he was the, uh, chosen as the top player in the history of the Bears is it 20 years since he no what is the he died in 1999 it's the 20th anniversary of okay. his death and he was beloved everybody loved beloved Walter. across all Races, creeds, colors, religions. There was just a special fan, on. Sox fans, everyone loved Walter. There's just a special on about him uh, uh, that his his son hosted. Mm-hmm. It was very heartwarming, and, and you know, I, I got a little verklempt mm-hmm. watching sure. that show. Sure. Um, and I knew Walter a little bit. I met him when I was with Stephen Gary Show a couple of times. Um, and then uh, my favorite Walter Payton story is when I was with Landecker Show, and we were doing a live remote at Carson Peary Scott. And it was the 75th anniversary of the NFL. Okay. So 25 five, years ago. So five years before he passed. Yeah. Yeah. So he was already retired. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, on the on the di- uh, uh, on the stage with us, do, we're doing a live broadcast on the stage with us, Ray Nitschke. Okay. Green Bay Packers, great. Dick Butkus, mm-hmm. Chicago Bears, great. And Walter Payton, the best player greatest, in the history of the greatest Bears. Greatest of all time. Um, however, what they didn't tell us before we got there to do this broadcast was that these three gentlemen were not under any obligation to talk on the air with us. As a matter of fact, they didn't feel like it. So Landecker was doing the show there and he would go up to Ray Nitschke and he'd ask him a question. He'd go, eh. Wouldn't answer the questions. What, what do you mean they were not under? With, they were being paid. It was a paid appearance for them to sign autographs, but they weren't being paid to be on the radio, so they refused to be on the radio. But they were on stage with you. They were on stage with us. It was just a complete cluster. One of the, I, I, you know, I've had moments in my broadcasting career where I saw my life flash before my <laughs> yeah. eyes. And this was a four-hour show. <laughs> In which we had prepared nothing. Hey, Rick, can you do a Ray Nitschke impersonation? <laughs> because we had we had three Hall of Famers on the stage. Right. And you figured that was going to be... You know, how hard couldn't that right, be? Right, exactly. I had, the only thing I had prepared were questions right. for these guys. You were waking up in the morning, don't we have to do anything today? Just <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so anyway, you know, John starts freaking out and he doesn't, you know, and we talked to the sales guy and we talked to the Carson Peary Scott uh-huh. guy and they, they got nothing for us. I'm 
Yeah, they're not under any obligation. Why didn't you tell us that before? <laughs> but anyway, uh, Butkus and Nitschke wouldn't do anything. But Walter Payton kept going up to Landecker and pinching him in the butt right. every time he talked. Yeah. And he was he was frisky. You know, yeah, he was yeah. just, you know, that wacky. Right. He was wacky. Right. Now, he wasn't going to talk on yeah. the air because he, he gets paid to talk. I say he didn't want to talk. Um, however, Landecker noticed that uh, Walter was singing along with the songs. Like just, you know, because we're playing oldies and a lot of them are like Motown hits and Walter loved that music and he would sing along. And John caught him in the middle of this one time and called back to the studio and said, stop the song. They stopped the song in the mid-song. And John gets up on stage and goes, all right, ladies and gentlemen, right now we're going to start the song again. And Walter Payton is going to sing wow. along with Sam Cooke, Bring It On Home. And he hands the microphone to Walter. And the song starts, and Walter sings he, it. He couldn't stop himself. He couldn't stop, and he sang the whole song, and it was awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then Walter had to do it for the next three hours, <laughs> sing different songs. But that is, that's my favorite Walter yeah. Payton story. I, re- I mean, when he passed away, it was, it was awful. Yeah. You know, and to watch... You know, he, he deteriorated before. He was eyes. our favorite. He yeah. was our all-time favorite. Yeah. All right, so next week, David Lee Roth. And I'm telling you in advance, this is the best story I have in my entire jar of stories. Really? This is the best story. When are we going to just start making things up? <laughs> you mean like the science about cows <laughs> yeah. that we did earlier in the show? Well, we're going to we're gonna, we got to get right to it because uh, we have somebody standing start. by from England. Right, exactly. And it's like six hours later for her. Right. You know, she needs to go home. All right, so let's, uh, let's roll the intro. Time now for the Celebrity Minutia Minute. Hey, you got a minute? Celebrity Minutia Minute. With Rick and Dave. She is famous as the voice of the London Underground. If any of our listeners have been to London, if you take the Underground, you will constantly hear a very pleasant lady's voice saying these words. Mind the gap, right? In other words, don't fall in that hole between the door and the platform. And we're very lucky to have that pleasant lady, Emma Clark, on the show with us today. You may be surprised to hear that she doesn't ride the Underground herself, however. And there's a very good reason for that, isn't there? There certainly is. Well, I mean, I do, to be fair, I do use it. I do use it, but I hate the sound of my own voice, Dave. Yeah, I... I, 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 I hate it. I, and to be honest, the thought of being in a metal box trapped <laughs> with people who have got no option but to listen to my voice <laughs> fills me with horror. But also, don't you so live it, in Manchester? I do. I lived 200 miles away yeah, so. from London, so... <laughs> And I work from home. I very rarely leave the house. It's like being under house arrest. Yeah, you know? As do we right now. <laughs> I don't now. get to go to London very often, so I don't get to ride the tube very often. Right. Um, but when, when I did used to live in London, I found myself avoiding the tube or taking the bus or walking or getting a cab or even avoiding the lines that I was on because it's just I can't tell you it's such a discombobulating experience hearing your own voice come through the speakers. I bet. I bet it is. You know, we've heard and we've done a little bit of research on it was a very elaborate process becoming the, you know, this is a this is a a big gig. Ages. Yeah. How did ages and ages a production company that I work with often asked me if I'd be interested in trying out for this job. And I was like, yeah, of course I would. So I did some samples for them and 
the, the Transport for London company had asked for six women and six men to try out for this. I thought, there's no chance in hell I'm going to get this. Mm-hmm. Just not going to happen. So I did the samples and then just forgot about it. Just thought, move on. If it happens, it happens. So 18 months go by, right? Oh, my God. 18 months. In that time, empires have risen and fallen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, lo- Mount Rushmore was world. built. You know, <laughs> yeah. They built that fancy <laughs> Westminster Abbey in that time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I got this call to say that I'd got the gig. And they'd put these samples out to market research for actual commuters to listen to to tell Transport for London which voice they wanted to hear every day on the tube. And my voice won. Oh, that's amazingly. But what I think they did, right, they later told me that they codenamed each voice so that the, the people on the, these focus groups could identify each voice. And they codenamed my voice Marilyn. Right. Uh, oh. And I often wonder, you know, if they called me Brenda. Yeah. If they called me Gertrude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hazel. Hazel. <laughs> you wouldn't have made it with Hazel. Hildegard. Would I have got the gig? Yeah. Well, congratulations. So that's how it uh, do you, ev- you do you ever get recognized by your voice? Do you ever like walk around and, <laughs> and you're in a store? You know, and... I can't tell you. It's very, very tempting to stand behind somebody on the tube <laughs> and just apropos of nothing, just say. The next station is Piccadilly Circus. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. And ju- just watch their faces. I've never done it. I've been very tempted, but I've, uh, I've been too scared, to be honest. <laughs> and, and <laughs> they have, might mob me. What, have, you ever, <laughs> have you ever seen you know, parents uh, yelling at their kids, and you can tell their kids, mind your parents. Can you, can you say that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Freak out the little, the little bastards. <laughs> thing is you see is that the voice coming through the speakers it's obviously been processed and processed right so it, it doesn't necessarily sound recognizably like me i mean as you'll hear my natural voice right i'm from the north of england i've got a northern accent so for, for my work usually i use a southern accent because that's what the majority of my work is recorded in so it doesn't actually reflect me normally naturally gotcha. right sure but, yeah. you, but you can so, easily, yeah. you know, fit in. There. You know, my yeah. um, we were just in London. Uh, we just got back, oh, I don't know, 10 days ago. Oh, and we, wow. And we took the whole family. We did all the Harry Potter thing. And, uh, oh, you know, wow. Oh, and we we rode the tube all over the place. <laughs> I mean, it was, I can only apologize for my voice. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> so my daughter, Lila, who's 17, she she loved the whole mind the gap thing. So she took. Aww. She took out her she took out her cell phone, and she as the as the train stopped, she walked into the train and she goes, "Look, I'm going to mind the gap." And she tripped oh, right on she she tripped oh. right on cue. So because uh, she wasn't she, minding the gap, she was not minding the gap. But uh, <laughs> have you ever thought about pitching mind the gap to dentists? <laughs> you know, like I'm oh, sorry, love, we need to give you braces. Mind the gap. Or maybe the- that'd be interesting, wouldn't it? I think there'd be a lot of intellectual property right issues. Yeah, yeah. You know, awful, awful conundrum, legal conundrum. <laughs> I could get into there with Transport for London. Is there? <laughs> it's tempting. Is 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 the uh, clothing company the Gap? Is that does that yeah. exist in England? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, we can make yeah. you a fortune. Oh yeah, here. stick with us. We're going to make you a fortune. <laughs> I mean, you can say mend the gap if you know some of their clothing is just mend the gap. Yeah, like that. Just brainstorming like that. here, Dave. You get any for her? Uh, how about uh, um, men that refuse to ask for directions? You could say mind the map, right? For you mind know, the map. Uh, mind, mind the, the map. map. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, and, like that. 
and for do- and for people that aren't cleaning up their dogs and I love the dogs in England my god there was hundreds of dogs that I saw could be mind the crap could. you could do that <laughs> Man about to get married, you can say uh, mind the trap. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, we, we, we've got a cottage industry here. I mean, that we, we we want to be your agent. It's incredible. It's For people a, with gastrointestinal issues, it could be mind the gas. Oh, oh, nice. See, now we're brainstorming. Right, right. Or for fat guys, mind uh, mind the flap. Mind for, the flab. For mind flab. The flab. Mind the flab. Yeah. That's just something to think about. We just want to help you expand your horizons. I'm loving it. I'm loving your riffing like this. It's great. Um, no relation to Amelia Clark, the dragon queen from the Game of Thrones, right? No, no. Amazingly, there are other E. Clarks in the world, <laughs> yeah. and particularly in, in England. So sadly, no, I'm not um, a multi-millionaire-esque Game of Thrones star, unfortunately. That's too no, bad. I'm a voiceover artist in a, in a cupboard in Stockport in Manchester. Yeah, but <laughs> but you're having a great time, and uh, it's, so it's, are, are you? I'm living the dream. Are you a Man yeah. U fan or a Man City fan? Oh, Man U all the way. Okay. Don't you mention Manchester <laughs> City in this house? I'll tell you, I, there's no, no blue. No, the color to, blue to does not core. exist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I was actually asked a few months ago to record something for Manchester City. And, and I said, no. genuinely. Did you say no? <laughs> My blood curdled a little when I read the email from the guy. And I said to him, you must understand that if I agree to do this, I'm going against my family's religion here. Yeah. Um, so I hope you realize what I'm sacrificing for you, I said to the guy. But you sucked so it up and you it, did it. I did it under <laughs> duress. And I did it thinking this is just going to feed my children. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's going to be a, a good thing in the end. But part of my soul died. <laughs> but, but, you know what? But, but yeah, but uh, uh, baby needs a new pair of shoes. So a little piece of you dying is not that big of a deal. <laughs> Uh, we've actually we, That's hilarious. we actually have a similar situation here. Rick and I we have a publishing company in Chicago, and Rick is a Chicago Cubs fan, and I'm a Chicago White Sox fan. Yes. And yeah. Rick wrote a book called Every Cub Ever, where he actually wrote a biography of every person who's ever played for the Cubs since like 1872. Oh wow! Oh yeah, it's yeah. a wow. it's a ridiculous yeah, it's a amount seller. of wasted time that he did. <laughs> but but I had to publish the book, and I'm in charge of um, shipping and receiving. So, like, I have to put these damn books in, yeah. in, in, you know, in boxes and envelopes, and every time I see that damn logo, I'm just like you, a little piece of me dies. But, <laughs> yes. but he cashes the checks. But I cash the check, He you know? cashes the checks. Yeah, yeah it know? makes it all better. Hey, would, would you mind saying, uh, Jul- Julia, Aaron, and Lila, mind your parents, because they do not ever yeah, listen sure. to us. And then, so yeah, say it and then I'll play it for them, whatever they are disagreeable. Here we go. Julia, Erin, and Lila, mind your parents. Oh my God. I got, that was perfect. <laughs> oh my God. All right, then we've got one one last one that we'd like. If, you know, Could you please say, yeah. you're listening to Minutia Men, mind the flab. Okay, here we go. Mind the flab. <laughs> Mind the flan or flab. Flab, flab. like like right. fat. We're not as young as we used to be. We're, we're, yeah, <laughs> mind the flab. You're listening to Minutia Man. Mind the flab. 
Oh my God! All right, this, uh, oh this whole God. interview was. Worth we it love you. That. We love you so much. So, have, have we ever heard? It? Have we in the states? Have we hear? Do we hear your voice in the states? Are you? Uh, did, would do you have you done work that's that we might be listening to? Tell me that again. I just lost you. You come close. Come closer to the mic. Don't be scared. Let me see the whites <laughs> of your eyes. <laughs> uh, we're in the states. Do we? Have, can we hear your voice on anything here? Any commercials that are running in the states or anything? Well, if you if you've seen the multi-million-dollar Hollywood movie Passengers with Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt, oh. you will hear me as the voice of the Starship Avalon. Nice. Oh, fantastic. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Professional oh. starship, guys. That, that's yeah. great. Doesn't All get any better. transport covered. In fact, literally, just before I've been speaking to you guys, I've recorded a load of stuff for a lift. Oh. A lift in Dubai. Oh. But you know one of these major, like, skyscraper-type things with, like, millions of floors? Yeah, that. Great. So all modes of transport, but in the states, I do loads of stuff. You're, it's like you know how people say that you're never really further away than from than ten feet away from a rat. Yeah, it's like that with my voice. <laughs> You'll hear me in on hold messages, on commercials, on apps, games, talking toys. Wow, international yeah, superstar. And and the biggest it, thrill of your it, career is being. On minutia men, I would assume, being on a podcast. <laughs> totally. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We've got a promo. We've got a promo to prove it. <laughs> well, thank you very much for being on the show. We you are wonderful. Your time. Oh, thank you for having me. Uh, no, it, it, the, the pleasure is all mine. And keep up the good work. Uh, we're, we're fans. Right. Oh, bless you. Okay. Well, I'll try. Much health. Thank you very much. Talk to you later. Thank you. Mind the flab. <laughs> I'm going to get a copy of that on a big boom box. And every time my kids misbehave, there's going to be. Mind your parents. Mind your, mind parents. your parents. All right. Well, special thanks to our executive producer, Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Opi is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. Distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place, radiomisfits.com. And if you want to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check us out at eckhartspress.com. That's our publishing company, uh, everycubever.com, which is a great book that you should check out. Uh, you can find us at chicagoauthorsolutions.com. And you can follow us on Twitter, Face, uh, well, at Minutia Men. You can email us, Grandpa. Yeah. At minutiamenpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll be back again next week with another brand new episode of Minutiaman. The proceeding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? <clears throat> a lot of anchors do that. <clears throat> <clears throat> Yeah, it's a thing. Are you ready? Ah, boy. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Let's do it again. What? That was good. No, we messed it all up. What's wrong? What? How? It was going good, and then it went south. No, it didn't. Well, if that went south, see what happens now. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Hi, I'm Howard Sudbury. And I'm Steve Baskerville. Back to you on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radiomisfits.com. I need an agent.
Coming up on the next episode of the Car Guys Report, Informed Automotive, a look at some famous car flops, plus a discussion about the Bentley Continental R. I'm Mark Vernon. Join me and Lou Costable for these stories and more on the Car Guys Report, a Tony Lasano podcast, an OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. <laughs> <laughs>